0: with zone nicotine pouches.
1: Welcome on in and NASCAR coast to coast presented by Flow Racing here on the Motor Racing Network. My name is Chris Wilner, Kyle Ricky out at Stafford Motor Speedway where it's apparently like torrential downpouring and possibly tornadoes going on. So hopefully you're okay. But a big, big week, Kyle, I don't, not one to, you know, brag or, or say anything, but I'm getting married this weekend. So it's an extra special edition of coast to coast. Uh, enough about that though. My, my fiance Maggie will, will probably be embarrassed if I keep talking about it, but anyways, a special weekend. It was a great weekend of racing. Uh, what about you from up there in Stafford, Kyle? I mean, hopefully everything's okay as far as the weather, but, uh, what'd you think of this past weekend in short truck racing?
0: Yeah, there was a lot to talk about. Uh, no doubt about that. Literally from coast to coast with the Arca West series in action. Uh, we kicked off the weekend at Watkins Glen with a, with a great race on Friday with the Arca Menard series. They had a doubleheader weekend going dirt racing on Sunday as well. Um, the modifieds had a whole lot to talk about on, on what third Wednesday night, Thursday night, Wednesday night. Yep. Um. So uh, no, it was Thursday. They got rained out. They got Wednesday, rained out Wednesday. That's right. So uh, it was a midweek show and a lot of contact, a lot of storylines coming out of that event. Uh, championships on the line. You can tell we're getting closer and closer to the end of these seasons.
1: I know. I can't believe it just feels like yesterday we were talking about the, you know, five flags kind of kicking off the season. And all of a sudden, you know, here we are. Uh, talking about championships, crazy stuff. We got DJ Shaw on the show coming up in uh, segment number two, the recent winner at Oxford Plains, kind of in the run-up yep. to this big this big weekend Oxford 250 event, uh, trying to do what Cassius Clark did last year, win the 150 the week before and then go on and win the big 250. So we'll talk to him about his preparations and his season, part of the past series, the five-time series champion. But as first, we always talk about our coast-to-coast top seven winners of the week, and, Kyle, I will let you go first this week. Who is your number one winner of the weekend?
0: Yeah, we talked about the Arkham Menard Series kicking things off at Watkins Glen International in New York. And much like Sunday's race with the Cup Cars, it was a wild finish. Sammy Smith dominated much of the event, came together with Taylor Gray on a final restart, and scooting around them both, Brandon Jones, to pick up the win. I feel like whenever Brandon is in an Arkham Menard Series race, he is at the front usually in victory lane. And that was the case on Friday afternoon. Uh, Great win there for Brandon. And the general tire delivers 200 at Watkins Glen International in New York for the Arkham and Art Series.
1: You mentioned it. He's good every time he's in it. Third win in four starts. So that's a pretty good batting average if you're Brandon Jones in the Arkham Series. They're up next on August 28th. This coming up Sunday. At the Milwaukee mile, my number two winner for our coast to coast top seven. We're going to keep it with the Arkham series family because they had a whale of a time going from Watkins Glen all the way to Illinois in the Springfield mile. A little bit of weather concerns on Sunday, but they got it in on the dirt for the first dirt race of the year. And it was Jesse Love winning the Atlas 100 flag to flag. But it came in an incredible crash at the end as Buddy, uh, Buddy Kofoid, his teammate was tracking him down. Obviously we know the talents Buddy has on the dirt, but a lap car hit the wall in front of them, and Buddy went had nowhere to go, went right up into him, flipped the lap car of, um, I think it was Bryce Hagberg who who was the lap yep. car there, and Hagberg was upside down. Kofoy took a minute to get out of the race car, and the race was cut short due to time restraints. so Jesse Love wins. So a wild race at the end, but pretty cool for Jesse. I know he doesn't run full-time, but he's been itching to get an ARCA win. He finally gets one at uh, Illinois. Pretty cool stuff.
0: Massive crash. Glad everybody was okay there. Uh, it was one of those wrecks that you didn't see it coming until it yeah. happened. And when it happened, it was uh, it was big. Uh, moving on to number three, Tanner Reif, uh, picking up the race win at Evergreen Speedway for the Arkham and West Series, a milestone race for that series, uh, being its 1,000th race, going all the way back to the old Winston West days on uh, the K&N East Day, or, or, or uh, the Winston West. Winston and that, West. It was, K&N West, and now it's Arco West. It's gone under a bunch of name changes, but it's still the 1,000s race in in the West Division's history. His second career win, uh, snapping Jake Drew's three-race win streak that he was on. They are back uh, next at the Portland international road course on September 3rd. Hopefully hopefully it's a little bit drier than the last time no. the ARCA West race there.
1: No kidding. <laughs> I bet you those drivers are kind of praying for Mother Nature to get on their side for that one. Uh, Coast Coast top four of our top seven winners. I'm going to go with Corey Heim because we talked about Brandon Jones being good every time he gets in the Arkham of Menard Series. Well, Corey Heim's good no matter what race car he gets in, even up here at Millbridge in the Dirt Micro Sprint. But Corey Heim is the latest Donnie Wilson Motorsports winner in the late models winning the Georgia Summer National for the Southern Super Series, that championship battle is going down to the wire. As William or as Corey Hein joins William Byron, Sammy Smith, William Swalich, all winners for Donnie Wilson this year. Uh, ro- or excuse me, drama They're in the points though. As Hunter Robbins is second, you got Bubba Pollard. Um, or Hunter Robbins took the points leave for Bubba Pollard, who is second. Uh, but there's a mere, probably I think twelve points or so. I'll have to double check the math because they were updating it, but. Either way, it's gonna go down to the championship finale on September 24th at Five Flags. I cannot wait to see which one of those two superstars take the title.
0: Gonna be fun to watch come about a month from now. Number five, we talked about the wild race that the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour had at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park, the Phoenix Communications 150 this past Thursday. Uh, I was able to watch it from the hotel at Watkins Glen, thanks to Flow Racing. Uh, Craig Lutz picking up his first win of the season, and uh, his first in a couple of seasons. His last came at Thompson in October of 2020. But let's talk about all the contact for a moment during that race. Uh, first off, points leaders Ronnie Silk, John McKennedy, they came together in turn number two uh, while battling up front. Uh, both suffered damage, and finished deeper in the pack. And then Jimmy blew it and Doug Kobe. And keep in mind, Kobe has been driving that car that Jimmy drove for Tommy Baldwin on on Thursday night. So they were kind of teammates. Uh, Kobe was in his own car this past Thursday. They crashed together, uh, and Tommy had to have a chat with both of them, uh, both very frustrated in their post-race interviews. Uh, It was fun to watch. Uh, Their next event coming up the Langley Speedway this weekend, five races to go, McKennedy. Uh, Now the points leader by four over Ronnie Silk, and Justin Bonsignor continues to close in now, just 25 points back in third. I
1: was about to say, if you're Ronnie Silk or McKennedy, you had an opportunity to distance yourselves, but you let the door still stay open for Justin Bonsignor. That'll be fun to watch at Langley coming up on Saturday. Coast to Coast top seven, number six winner of the week. I'm going to go with the driver who didn't win the race, but he won a 12th championship. Record for Tim Brown at Bowman Gray Stadium, an absolute packed house. I think they had 14, 15,000 people up at Winston-Salem this past weekend. You could see the action. I watched the ending on Flow Racing. What an emotional win. You know, we had Tim Brown on the show, what, earlier this year, and I remember we Mm -hmm. talked about what would be like if you won a 12th championship. He said, you know – my kids weren't there for the last one. I haven't had, yeah. you know, my kids weren't with me the last time I've won a championship. So his whole family was in victory lane, tears were pouring down his face. What a race. Uh it was cool though for the Myers, the Burt Myers and I think Jason Myers finished or Jason Myers and Burt Myers finished 1-2, uh which was cool, but you know, for Tim Brown in a 12th championship, certainly deserving to be on our coast to coast top 7 winners at number 6. All right, Kyle wrapping it up with number 7. Who do you got?
0: Go Dirt Racing with the NASCAR Pinty Series a week ago as they debuted uh, another midweek event at the Ashwikin Speedway last Tuesday. Uh, Stuart Friesen had a great back and forth battle, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series competitor with Trayton Lapsevich, but it was Lapsevich getting the best of Friesen on a green-white checkered uh, finish. But it looked like Stewart was going to get him coming to the white flag. He took the lead, uh, led the white flag lap, but Trayton got him back, crossed him over, and was able to pick up the win. Always fun. I say it every time we talk about this division. Always fun to watch the NASCAR 50 Series, whether they're racing on a short asphalt track, a street course, a road course, or now on dirt tracks. And it was another great race uh, this past Tuesday. Uh, They are getting down to it as well. Just a couple of races left on the NASCAR Pinty's calendar. I believe just three races to go for that series.
1: Buckle up. Pinty's is going to go down to the wire. I have a feeling. Congratulations to our Coast to Coast top seven winners of the week. Of course, we also have our shout outs, our honorable mentions. Kyle, I've got two Real quick, how about Raphael Lassard, the former KBM Truck Series driver who runs uh, pretty much everywhere across the, the North America hemisphere here. Yep. He runs Pinty Series, picked up his first AC tour, ACT Tour win out at Autodrome Montmagny in Quebec, a 200-lapper. And he was pretty emotional about that, too, feeling like he's been so close to victories across many different series. Finally took a checkered flag, so Raphael Lissard can breed Breathe a little bit easier getting a checkered flag this weekend. And Woody Pitcat caught the end of this race on flow on Friday night from your home, right where you are at Stafford Motor Speedway. A thrilling battle with Ryan Priest, a late entry uh, to run up at Stafford this past Friday, and the Lincoln Tech Open 80 for the Modifieds. And how about that finish with Woody taking home the win over Ryan Priest? Priest is a little upset, but he said, You know what? If I'm going to lose anybody, Woody is certainly one of the legends up there at Stafford. What a fun race to watch. So those are my two honorable mentions. What about
0: you? Hey was it? It was a great event. Uh, Teddy Hodgson was up there as well. Good crowd. I think 31 cars took the green flag. So, yeah, uh, it was going to be woody for me. But since you stole my thunder, which (laughs) is fine, uh, I'm going to go with the management team at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. uh, Recently announcing an update to their World Series schedule coming up later this month. And it affects the NASCAR Wheel and Modify Tour race there, which was going to be initially uh, on Saturday night as the headline event of day two for the World Series. Uh, they have flip-flopped that event with what was going to be their Open Modified Thompson 300 on Sunday. However, it's not going to be 300 laps anymore. The Open Modified race and that will now be the headline event on Saturday night. There will be 100 laps. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour will now be the headline event on Sunday, which has been uh, usual the last several decades. Uh, So the penultimate race of the NASCAR wheel and modified tour will be on Sunday afternoon instead of Saturday night. So uh, I think a good move there just based on, on uh, the car counts and the entries and the tire shortages uh, with 300 laps. That would have been tough to do. So um, great move by the management team there. And it'll be fun to see the modified tour, uh, the NASCAR modified tour back in uh, their kind of their, their regular slot on Sunday afternoon.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Good call by Thompson. And like you mentioned, we're still battling tire shortages and things like that. So good for the racetrack to kind of maneuver and still make an event possible. All right, Kyle, I left you before we get to DJ who's, who's on the line coming up next. I did leave up our go or no-go topic of the week for our debate segment to you. Typically, oh, I've kind of had them ready to go. So, pressure's on. What uh, what caught your eye this week that you want to talk about?
0: Oh, boy. Um, a lot caught my eye. Uh, but we can well, – you suggested the Watkins Glen finish. So, sure. we can go – It was a hot topic this weekend. It was. It was. I know it's not part of our, our NASCAR route short track program, but – I guess both of the drivers involved came from the program, so it qualifies, right? Sure.
1: Technicality. We'll, we'll qualify it.
0: So uh, the restart with the, what, five laps to go, yep. uh, Kyle Larson drove it in there and uh, came out on top with the uh, with the lead. I say go. I say there was nothing wrong with it. I say it was the perfect pass. Chase Elliott finished the race. Granted, it wasn't second. He finished fourth. Um, but I know there's been a lot of, uh, conversation about the finish on various media outlets over the last 48 hours since the checkered flag. And, uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure why, but, um, good for Kyle Larson to pick up that win. And he did what he had to do.
1: Yeah. He said that in the post race, he did what he had to do. Now I know we disagreed last time, but this topic, it, it's an easy one for me. It's a go as well. I'm going to no go though. What chase Elliott said, post race, especially on the TV broadcast. Uh, I understand that Hendrick Motorsports is an organization of the utmost professionalism. I understand that Chase Elliott probably at this point is thinking I don't need to start any fires or, or create any division. Obviously, we saw him talk with Mr. H as well as Jeff Gordon after the race. But it's okay to be mad. It's okay to say I didn't appreciate that. It's okay, but to just kind of say congratulations, Kyle, well deserved, you know, whatever. That that's awesome. I'm all for sportsmanship. But I feel like in that scenario, when you just got beat for a win, that yes, both of you are locked in the playoffs. Both of you are in pretty good position when we get to Bristol. But at the same time, it's all right to be upset and show your frustrations and show your emotions. There's just a way to do that without coming off you know, a certain way. So I'll go with the move because absolutely, I think Chase Elliott would have done the exact same thing, although maybe he will admit it or not. But I'm gonna no go on Chase Elliott. Show me some emotion. Get in there. We're we're going to Daytona for the regular season finale this weekend, so I need something. So we'll leave it at that.
0: All now right. I'm gonna no go. What Kyle Larson said at the, oh. uh, the, the the tire test at Martinsville Speedway this week, when asked you know how the Monday morning meeting went, and you know if he's, if he's still okay with what he did, and now. You mentioned the professionalism at Hendrick Motorsports. I think that got into his head a little bit because he said, well, maybe I should think of the company a little more. That's
1: right. So he I don't like that. Yeah, I don't it-
0: like that. This isn't Formula One. Get in there. Do what you got to do and uh, and do, yeah, do what you have to do to get the victory lane. If that includes not wrecking a teammate, but moving a teammate. And I mean, you know what? It was only second win of the year. He
1: didn't dump them. Both got a top five finish. Mister H gets another trophy for the shop. May, may be mad for a couple days, but I bet you this will blow over and, and everything's fine. But you're right, Kyle Larson saying that. Now I wonder if it's in Kyle's head. What if he and Chase are battling for a championship at Phoenix, and he has this opportunity? You think he's going to do the same thing? I think so, but I wonder if that's going to be in the back of his mind. We'll have to see what happens the rest of this year. All right, that was good. That was a good one, Kyle. I appreciate that. Well, I know we've had a lot of these late race dump and runs and things like that, but that was a good one. I certainly appreciate it. All right, race fans, we got DJ Shaw on the line on the, coming up on the flip side of the break here on NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Flow Racing, the big 150 winner out at Oxford Plains this past weekend as we gear up for the Oxford 250 coming up on Sunday. That's coming up next on NASCAR Coast Coast, Coast presented by Flow Racing. Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Joining us now on Zoom, it is DJ Shaw getting ready for the big Oxford 250 coming up this weekend, one of the marquee events in all of short track racing. But let's backtrack a little bit. You're coming in with a full head of steam. Not only are you a five-time pass uh, series champion, but you won the 150 here this past weekend, the kind of final tune-up before the 250 weekend. So let's talk about that race. Fantastic battle out there at Oxford Plains and it came down to the wire, and a little contact there at the end, so why don't you walk me through uh, kind of how you took the checker, checkered flag this past weekend?
2: Yeah, uh, just, uh, you know, it was a, it didn't get going the way I wanted to at the start of the race. We kind of fell back, and, uh, you know, it came around the second part of it and and uh, got up there and, and got battling for the win, and, you know, unfortunately, a little little contact was made. I wasn't really wasn't really prepared for it. One of my better friends there that that happened with. So that was kind of an unfortunate deal for us. And, uh, you know, it took the wind out of my sails in the moment, but, you know, a, a win leading up to the 250 is definitely good for momentum and, uh, you know, proud of the way the car performed and and the crew is working right now and uh, looking forward to getting to Oxford again.
0: And you mentioned the car, I believe it's what, it's a fairly new race car, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it was one we, uh, we re refurbished a little bit over the winter. And, uh, that was the second race we've gotten it back together for. And, uh, it only got eight laps on it before I crashed it again there in the first one. So, you know, I, I was thinking it was a little curse there for a minute, but it, uh, definitely made up for it in its second try.
1: Third pass win of the year. How big though? You kind of alluded to a little bit, is this past weekend going into such a big weekend? Obviously from New Hampshire, you race in all sorts of parts of that region, but Oxford is a special place. So just how much momentum do you have going into this weekend?
2: Well, it's always good to win there, you know, especially leading up to the 250. But uh it's just it's such a hard place to get a hold of. It really doesn't guarantee you anything the way, you know, it's it's one of the most temperamental weather sensitive places you could ever go to it's uh you know it's definitely a challenge and it's going to change friday saturday and sunday so you know we're just gonna hopefully we have a good baseline and and we can make just tweaks and and try to keep up with it
0: that kind of goes in line with my, my next question is do you prep for this weekend any differently say you know do you prep for it differently than how you prepped last weekend
2: for the 150 uh not really it just you know, the place is so unique, it it kind of, you don't know till you get there. So you just go with the with the same deal. And, you know, you hope you're close. And, and if you can be close and, and have a shot at the end, that's really, that's the goal. And, you know, you first you first you got to get in the in the show. So that'll be that'll be the first thing on the checklist. And then, you know, try to be there at the end from then.
1: I believe this is the 49th annual Oxford 250 so coming up on 50 years of this you know marquee event for those race fans watching this program that you know not up from that area or maybe you're new to short track racing and 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 want to know what to expect and what this event means how would you put it into words as someone who's grown up in the region and obviously you know paid attention and now taken part in it uh, the last few years
2: it's definitely a big deal it's you know it's it's the biggest short track race in New England that, in my opinion And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people feel that way in in this type of racing. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a technically it's a one day show. Everything happens on Sunday. The qualifying, there's practice uh, beforehand. Heat races from a blind draw. You know, it's there's no other marquee super light model event in the country like it and uh, definitely makes it stand out.
0: So what would a win? In this marquee event, mean for for you and, and your family that's been so synonymous with full bodied racing for decades here in New England.
2: It would be huge, really. You know, we've I get that question every year, and and hopefully one year I have I get to stop answering it because uh, we all the Shaw's that have attempted have got a top three in the deal, but we've none of us have ever won. So uh, you know, between me, my dad, and my cousin. We've all been close and and just never could seal the deal. So hopefully uh, we can change that this year.
1: Well, I don't know if you're superstitious or believe in kind of omens or things like that. But, you know, last year, Cassius Clark did what you did this year and win the 150 going into 250 weekend. He turned that into the, the big 250 win. Do you feel like that you can replicate that? Do you kind of believe in that kind of good omen?
2: Well, I, that's the first thing I said when we came away from that was the pressures on because, you know, last year, the, the guy that won this race went on to win the next one too. So, uh, you know, I can only hope to, to put it together the way he did and, you know, to, to come in and do what he did last year was he only ran those two races and he won both of them. So, you know, in pass at least, and just, you know, to be able to do that is, is incredible. And, and hopefully we can pull off those same two wins.
0: You mentioned your dad, uh, Dale, a moment ago, who has found so much success uh, for many decades up in, in New England in the old Bush North series. You have seen the the transformation of full body touring racing in New England uh, with, you know, NASCAR pulling out, ACT past becoming the primary touring bodies. Uh, is, is We talk about this here in southern New England with modified drivers and, and the health of modified racing. Up in northern New England, are you happy with the health of of full bodied touring racing right now uh, at, at this part of the country?
2: It seems to be growing. You know, in in recent years, it seems like you know the modifieds kind of grew a little bit, and uh, you know we we were soon to follow suit. So uh, I think you know from the business standpoint, we've never been as busy as a chassis shop, and that's always a good problem to have. And it just seems like you know car counts. You know, American-Canadian tour, everywhere the car counts seem to be up and, and past We have some tracks stronger than others, but Oxford is always healthy, and, and I don't think we've had less than 30 cars at an Oxford race yet this year. So it uh, definitely is strong, and, and hopefully it just keeps building stronger and stronger as the years go on.
1: It's been a strong year throughout. How would you assess your 2022 season? I can't believe we're already... You know, toward the end of the month of August already. A lot of championships coming up as we get into September and October. So where are you guys at as far as just your season? And and what does after the 250 look like for you uh, for the remainder of the year?
0: This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 in Daytona... And we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in four
2: track- Racing From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94
0: octane, the highest octane on the market, performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney. Four
2: tires with Sunoco fuel.
0: From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle
2: perform at its peak. Well, I think it's been an up and down year. I've crashed uncharacteristically more than, more than I care to admit this year. And, you know, some of it's been wrong, wrong place, wrong time. And some of it's just been plain mistakes on my end and put putting the car in places it shouldn't be. So, uh, you know, I want to clean that up and and move on from that. But definitely, it seems like it's been feast or famine for us. And, and we've had quite a few wins this year in comparison to other years. And you know, hopefully we can keep that momentum rolling and, and get the, the crashing stuff behind me and uh, get over that hump. So we'll try to finish off the year strong on the pass and the act side and, and hit the rest of those races and and hopefully pick up a few more checkered flags along the way.
0: My final question for you about the, uh, the race this weekend. What have you learned over the past several Oxford 250s that you can apply this weekend that might help you get that first win and in, in that great race
2: well it's just the one thing we do inconsistently every year is is the pit strategy and and every time you know we think we've got the next trick it you know one year it works out and, and we get a top three out of it and the next year it's you know disaster and and it doesn't go our way at all so uh you know we definitely need to put our thinking caps on and and get that pit stop right, whether it be once or twice or, you know, however the cautions may fall. I think, you know, the race is made or make it or break it right there. And, and uh, definitely just need to be on the right side of that more than anything.
1: And my final question for you, DJ is this race, obviously home for you closer to home being in the Northern new England area. Is there a lot of pride when we talk about these national races? Now this one in your neck of the woods, that some of the local drivers or the regional drivers kind of wanna stick it to the Bubba Pollards and Hunter Robbins are all coming from the south and different areas of the country. Like, do you kind of get pride in trying to outperform those guys? And how excited are you uh, to, to go up against some of those big names coming to your neck of the woods?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to go against, you know, you wanna beat the best. You never wanna, you never wanna say, oh, well, this guy wasn't there or that guy wasn't there. So, you know, when Bubba comes and and guys like, of his notoriety, you know, you're racing with the best of the nation and the best of your region. So, you know, I think whoever whoever comes out on top this weekend is truly beating, you know, probably 5 of the 10 best super light model racers in the country right now.
1: Awesome stuff. Well, hey, good luck. I know you got some preparations to do on the race car at the shop and uh looking forward to seeing uh what you can do here this weekend at the big 250.
2: Thank you guys very much.
1: DJ Shaw, big winner in the 150 this past weekend, trying to double it up and get an Oxford 250 win on his resume here on Sunday. Coming up next, we've got to go with the flow calendar, including the Oxford 250 plus a ton more racing on flow. We'll get you caught up on that coming up next. Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. Just talked to DJ Shaw as he gets set for the Oxford 250. And Kyle, I think history may repeat itself. I think the mojo is there for DJ. One of the local racers gonna stick it to Bubba Pollard and all these big names coming in. I think he'll pull what Cassius Clark did and go win the 250. What do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, a week after winning the 150, um, that trend is certainly there or could be there. uh, If he gets the win on Sunday, he talked about the positive momentum that's on his side right now. And obviously, um, yeah, there's going to be a different field uh, this weekend. A lot of big names from across the country. He mentioned a bunch of them uh, when we talked to him a few moments ago. So going to be an interesting race. Trying to make the race will be interesting. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I think it could be it could be his race to lose come Sunday afternoon with all the, the good on his side right now.
1: Appreciate DJ for joining us as we go on to like a couple news and notes before we get to our go with the flow calendar. Uh, Big appeal was won by Mark Antoine Cameron this past weekend amidst all the crazy racing on flow racing. Uh, the muffler infraction that he was docked those 12 points at after Edmonton. Well, that's been reinstated after further technical inspection from the Pinty Series officials. It's found his appeal was he was worthy of winning his appeal. So Mark Antoine Cameron now retakes the points lead by 12 or with those 12 points uh, after his DQ is overturned. So this certainly just spices things up with three races left to go. And then, Kyle, big news. Speaking of the Oxford 250, Derek Griffith has junked some race cars this this year. Some yeah. maybe, you know, being in the wrong place of the other time, some some otherwise, but he was possibly going to miss the Oxford 250 this weekend until our good friend, Kate Ray, who we had on the show here earlier this year, said, you could take my ride. So Derek Griffith's going to run Kate Ray's late model in this weekend's Oxford 250, and that's not all. A big block super modified debut for Derek this weekend as well in the New England super modified series before the 250. That's pretty cool, sportsmanship offering up a ride.
0: And, and it comes a bit of a surprise because she's also not had the easiest of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, she is, you know, if you follow her on social media, they're putting the car back together a lot. She's had some big incidents, one at the Thompson speedway uh, to start the year where uh, she crashed before uh, qualifying even started. I believe it was in practice, missing that feature, um, had some tough luck down South to start the year. I believe a Hickory wrecked a couple of race cars. So um, you know, her, her team, her family team, they've been behind quite a bit. So a um, bit of a surprise, but good for Kate. Um, you know, she has the car, the equipment to uh, to help a fellow competitor out. Uh, we'll see what Derek can do with it.
1: Both those drivers are Kowicki Driver Development finalists, too. So this will obviously yep. help Derek uh, as he chases that opportunity. All right. Final segment is Go With The Flow, Our race weekend calendar. Of course, we've highlighted the Oxford 250, but I'm going to start – Arkham and Art Series is having a whale of a time here in the month of August. I mean, talk about the biggest stretch run of their season. They're going to be combined with the Arca E-Series uh, this weekend, the Sioux Chiefs Showdown event. At the Milwaukee Mile, a racetrack I'm pretty fond of over the years. A lot of open-wheel short-track racing as well. But it's good to see the Arkham Series at the Milwaukee Mile Sunday. You can watch that on Flow Racing or, of course, MAV TV as well. Nick Sanchez, 11-point lead after that Michigan win and obviously continuing that lead after Watkins Glen uh, and the Dirt Track out there at Springfield. He's got that 11-point lead over Daniel Dye. Raja Cruz faded back 16 back. But, Kyle, I think still anything can happen. Milwaukee, I think, is going to suit those drivers a little bit better than maybe the dirt that we saw this past weekend.
0: Oh, absolutely. And we really haven't talked much about the East Series as well. I believe just two races left, including this weekend at Milwaukee. Uh, It's a suit Chief Showdown event as well. So, um, big race at the Milwaukee Mile leading up to uh, a championship race, I think, is all that's left for the East Series. That's coming up. At the couple of weeks' time at the Bristol Motor Speedway. So we're getting down to it, and there's no doubt a lot on the line, the famed Milwaukee Mile this weekend.
1: Yeah, Sammy Smith leading that championship charge, trying to go back-to-back. He'll be in action as well as all the Arkham and Art Series regulars and East regulars on Sunday. NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, Kyle Langley. Boy, we've talked about the points. I I can't even tell you who's going to win, I feel like, every week. it, It blows my mind how crazy this season's been.
0: Don't. Count out Justin Bonsignor, uh, five races left. Um, couple of tracks that he enjoys. The Martinsville Speedway will host the championship event for the first time in decades. Uh, a return trip to the Thompson Speedway, which you talked about a little bit ago. Um, he's always runs well there. So don't count out Justin. If he can gain what, five points a race sure. on those guys in front of him on average, um, he can he can very easily take yet another championship. So, um, but it'll be fun to see how you know Ron Silk and John McKennedy uh, race each other these next couple of weeks uh, after the incident at Thompson, and maybe uh, it's that that allows Justin back into this title fight.
1: Absolutely, Saturday night on Flow, the place to be. NASCAR Pinty Series. We just talked about Mark Antoine Cameron getting the points lead back after winning an appeal. Kyle, they go to Quebec City for uh, Circuit Icar. Am I saying that correctly?
0: you are circuit icar, mirabel quebec. going to be a good race. um you know like we mentioned a little bit ago, down to it, three races to go. uh the championship picture looking a little bit different after the uh the the penalty was reinstated for Marc Antoine Cameron uh following the dirt race last Tuesday. So uh dj kennington alex tagliani all contenders for this year's championship as well so um it'll be interesting i believe they have uh an event at what canadian tire motorsports yes. park i believe left on the schedule and i forget where the last one is i don't think it's not sunset speedway no, but uh, and it's race. on the
1: tip of my tongue but you know what the, we'll 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 let you know
0: <laughs> yeah we will <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. You know, three races to go. The next one's this weekend, a circuit iCar.
1: Yeah. Oh, it should be a fun time. Always good to see them, especially this year on flow for a lot of us new fans like myself this year to really following the Pinty series. That's been fun to watch. Uh, race fans, it'll be happening when we record this episode next week. Racetrack Revival is back at North Wilkesboro, and I think this one a lot of people have circled on their calendars. Dale Earnhardt Jr. going to be taking part in the Cars Late Model Stock Tour event. You also have limited late models, and I believe street stocks there as well. We had Landon Huffman on the show last week. He'll be a part of the limited series, announcing the deal with Dale Jr.'s company. High Rock yeah. is going to sponsor his, uh, High Rock Vodka is going to sponsor his efforts. So a huge uh, week, Tuesday and Wednesday next week. That is the 30th and 31st. Kyle, Dale Jr. has been a pretty much the focal point of this racetrack revival. He's been a big... Uh, Big person in terms of not only the support for it, but actually being there on the ground, hands on deck, trying to get this thing re-turned around. How cool would it be to watch him wheel a race car around North Wilkesboro?
0: Oh, absolutely! And I'm sure this is—you know—this has been his dream for years. Obviously, his dad found success there at the North Wilkesboro Speedway back when the old Winston Cup Series raced there uh, prior to the the 1996 season. Um, It started about, what, a year ago when he and Matt Dillner went out there to to clean the place up a little bit, uh, brought a camera crew, got a lot of interest back at North Wilkesboro Speedway, and uh, he was able, uh, behind the scenes, to to help put this month together, this initial month, because then they're going to tear up the asphalt and go dirt racing in October. I I anticipate, I hope, the crowd is is what we saw for the, the, the first couple of weekends of this racetrack revival, um, you know, we saw the front stretch full for the modifieds and then the late models the last couple of weeks, and I hope that trend continues. And I'm sure it will, since Dale Junior. will be in the house uh, next weekend.
1: You bet your bottom dollar that that's those stands will be full. Because I mean, remember he was the Grand Marshal at the Jack Ingram at Hickory, and that place was yep. standing room only. So now that he's going to be driving, ah, cannot wait for that. If I'm free, I hope I am, because I'm trying to plan on making that race because. Who doesn't want to see Dale Jr. whip a late model around North Wilkesboro? All right. Uh, we talked about the Oxford 250. Uh, obviously, huge race uh, with DJ Shaw coming in as as the recent winner at Oxford Plains. You talk about the 49th 49 years, or this is the 49th year of history there. Big names like Bubba Pollard are entered as well as some of the local drivers like DJ. Uh, two-time champ Ben Rowe will actually be driving his father Mike's car this weekend on Sunday, which would be cool. But a point I want to make, too, is the night before... Bubba and Carson Hosevar, Camping World Truck Series driver, they're entered in the ACT race uh, the night before. How cool is that to kind of elevate the night before schedule uh, before we get to Sunday?
0: Yeah, this is something I think we touched on a little bit a week ago. I like the way these promoters are making the night before so special. Uh, we've, We've seen it at Thompson with the World Series. We've seen it at... At Indianapolis, I think it was the original the night before the 500, and you know this the Snowflake 100 at Five Flag Speedway the night before the Snowball Derby. Uh, these night before events are, you know, maybe not as big as the the next day, but they're they're right there in the same ballpark. And uh, this is going to be fun to see Carson Josevar, uh come back up north and uh, go to, to go to bat with some of the best up there at Oxford Plains the night before, and uh, it's going to be a great field of race cars with the uh, the American Canadian Tour.
1: It certainly will. That'll be Saturday night. And really cool for Carson's going to run uh, his girlfriend's family car. Uh, Peyton Lanfear is going through a uh, stage four Hod- Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer treatment. Uh, so certainly it's been an emotional year for them as they go through that. But she'll be cheering him on in the family car, too, which will uh, make that race yep. extra special. Uh, and then tons of weekly racing. Kyle, as we wrap up the calendar on Flow, starts with Friday. Your home, Stafford Motor Speedway and Granby are in action. What else we got this weekend?
0: Oh, God, we got Saturday, Riverhead. Uh, they're beginning to wind down their season on Long Island. Uh, Hickory, their playoffs, uh, yeah. back in competition. Three races to go for the late models. Jennerstown Speedway, Jeff Striegel's track, Berlin on Saturday. Meridian, uh, plus you have all the sprint car stuff, the dirt modifieds and late models, midgets. A lot happening on flow this week as we head, uh, hard to believe, that next weekend is Labor Day weekend. Well, uh, like, kind yeah. of. signifies the end of a lot of seasons.
1: It really is, which is crazy to think about, but especially in your neck of the woods where it gets colder a lot sooner, you know, these championships are really starting to creep up. So should be fun to follow. Of course, like like it has been all summer, it's a great time to be a race fan. Uh, Tons of racing going on. If you haven't done so already, Flow Racing, the place to be, check it out uh my weekend that i was home this weekend was chock full of racing i had the computer going the tv the phone uh it looked like a little mobile command station of racing which was pretty fun to see as well uh Kyle next time we see each other i'll be a married man
0: Your life is going to change this weekend much like the winner of the Oxford 250
1: Yeah but i don't get a check like they do at the Oxford 250 I'll you don't. I'll be wearing a ring that's about it and a and a uh, lifetime full of memories, I guess I should say. So anyways, uh, safe travels to you. I know you're in Daytona with the Motor Racing Network as they wrap up the regular season. That's going to be fun to watch. I will play that. I actually may have that on at the wedding reception. Shh, don't tell
0: me. Oh, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that'd go over well.
1: <laughs> well, for Kyle Ricky, my name is Chris Wilner. Thank you so much for tuning in on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. As always, we'll recap the week full of racing on next week's episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your weekend.